Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey Sam, did you hear about that restaurant on the moon? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, it's got great food, but no atmosphere. (laughs) Hi, you're listening to the DPC podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things dead parent, the good, the bad and the banter, hosted by Sam and Kat. So today we have another family orientated episode. Sam is lucky enough to come from a family of three sisters. There is Sam, Penny and Toby and today we have the pleasure of having Toby on the show all the way from Newark. Say hi folks. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) You listeners out there might notice that Toby has an extremely strong accent. So if you do understand anything that she says, please feel free to comment on the podcast or send us an email. Just to query anything and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so, it's difficult to lead with this, really, because you've heard Sam's vision of events. Obviously, with it being Sam's sister, the same parent died. They both lost. Yeah. Their <laughs> Wouldn't it be really awkward if Toby was like, oh, yeah, actually, it was not dad. It was... Oh, but the... What I will say is, after I did my episode, Toby texted me and was like, hmm, something's wrong. So actually, Toby's <laughs> version of events will, is likely to be far more factually accurate than mine. Um, and also, me and Tobes have never really sat down and spoke about it like most families have. Like um, like you and Chris last week, Kat, that you know, Chris has never sat down and we never sat down and spoke about his situation. Yeah, um, so, yeah. Um, and also a bit of context. So Toby is my younger sister, and yeah, I know we've got Sam and Toby. We are both females, <laughs> and it's the bane of our life. It's awful. <laughs> it's like Dad always used to. Dad always used to say, oh, "I love my three daughters: Sam, Toby, and Dave." And just used to like call Penny Dave all the time because he was, and everyone used to be like, "Oh, your dad must have really wanted a football team or something, or he must have really wanted three boys." Yeah, I get that. Here we are. Penny is the only real female amongst you. <laughs> Actually, Mum told me that my name was the only name they found in a girl's name book. So, oh, okay. I, yeah, I roll with that constantly. So true. Yeah. So Toby is three years younger than me. So Toby. You can just start by giving us a bit of a background to you. <laughs> I'd tell you about me now. Follow me on Insta if you want, yeah. everyone. 
Toby Vids to bless. Um, side note, Toby is an absolute CrossFit goddess. <laughs> so if you do follow her on Insta, prepare to feel incredibly guilty every time you see her doing some <laughs> exercise that you cannot do. Prepare to feel incredibly inadequate when Toby is doing pull-ups and you can't even do one push-up. And prepare <laughs> to so many fire pictures of her in gym gear. Yeah, so follow me, everyone. Sorted. I would recommend to a friend. <laughs> Currently 21, nearly 22. Just just over a month until I'm 22. What chaos. So, yeah, 21. Just finished uni last year. And now I am a teaching assistant at a naughty school. <laughs> at a naughty school. I bet you've got some banging stories. I'm not sure whether I had to actually say. But there is no, some, there is some there is there's some stories, but it is fun. The kids, yeah, the kids are it. great. The kids are great. To be fair, they're funny. I can imagine them getting on really well with you. What? Because I'm special and naughty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> no, I bet that's so much fun. Oh yeah, it is. So I think we will treat this podcast. As if you were an ordinary guest, which you are, but as if we didn't, as if I didn't know anything kind of about your situation, because I think it was interesting. So, this is the DPC podcast. So, you clearly have some affiliation to the Dead Parent Club. Can you please explain to me how you are affiliated? So, I. Dad died nearly four years ago uh, from throat cancer. Uh, I was 17. So, yeah. yeah. Little baba. (laughs) So, yeah, it's four four years ago on the 20th, so not long. What are you you doing this year on the 20th? Are you going to be doing anything? I know that Sam and Penny are going to go and get boozy. I'll just go to work and then go to the gym. <laughs> that's that's what I do any day. So, but to be fair, I think our cousin Rebecca and her girlfriend Carla they were thinking about coming over. Oh, that's nice. I'm not sure if they definitely are, but that was in the pipeline. So that'd be good if they do. Yeah, that'd be well nice. What like have dinner or something? Today? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So because like. It's weird, isn't it? Because that day literally is like just like any other day. Like nothing different is going to happen. Yeah, no. But I think it just, but it just feels weird, doesn't it? I think like on the run up to it, like you just, I think, I think you think about it a bit more. Yeah, I think I'm very different to Sam in the way we hand, like we go about things. Like obviously, she said recently, like she's like get, thinks about it and gets like more upset about it. Whereas I just kind of like power through. Like I just don't think about it as much as she probably does and I just yeah I just like get on with it I'm very much like my mum in that sense yeah yeah Um, I was just gonna say that like that you're so like mum in this situation yeah but so we did um because I can't remember I can't even remember what we did last year I think I just took the day off last year I wasn't at home um or maybe I did come back for it I can't remember but the was it it was the year before last that we went to the science museum wasn't it yeah, what a great day that was. I don't oh, my God. Well, I, 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 no, no, we, 
me and Penny were absolutely missing this science museum. And we used to go with Dad. So we were like, yeah, let's go. And, well, I've never seen a face on it before like it. So she was so livid walking around the science museum. <laughs> I just don't like science. Like... Just don't like science. I like the games that were there, but these two are looking like the maths bits and like really getting into all the maths. And I was like, oh, I'm so bored and hungry. Like, <laughs> can we go get food, please? There is nothing worse than being in a museum and being hungry at the same time because it ends up being all you can think about. Yeah, sure. especially with those two. Well, I think it's just so interesting how different we do deal with it. Yeah, but I'm just very much more like mum than you are. Yeah, definitely. So you were 17 and it was like just, it was pretty much almost exactly a month before your 18th birthday as well, wasn't it? Yeah, just under, yeah. Well, could you give us your version of events? Mm -hmm. Um, The factually factually (laughs) accurate version of events (laughs) Um, from when... We found out that Dad was diagnosed with cancer and then, yeah. To be fair, I think you know more. I think you, like, the bit about, like, finding out and that, I think you know more, your your facts were more correct on that side. Yeah, but do you remember it? You t- I mean, you talk us through what happened from your perspective. I don't really remember much, to be fair. I remember me and you, don't know if it, I honestly don't know, there's all three of us there, or just me and you. Like, it's just, I don't remember. And we went into the kitchen... And then that's what, like like when we first found out, and that's when mum and dad told us. And then because you must have been like sixteen then, right? Um, yeah. Because yeah, because they, they found out just the year before, didn't they? So yeah, I was sixteen. So were you in year eleven then, Tove? No, I was in my first year at sixth form. Okay. So I was in my first year of sixth form. And that was like, I was at a new sixth form, so that was like odd anyway. Yeah, so like, did you have anybody to talk to then, like at the time? Uh, yeah, to be fair, all my teachers, like my head of sixth form, and he's like one of my PE teachers, he was like really good about it. And there's all like, they always they always offered to talk, but I'm not much of a talker. Like, yeah. So like Sam likes to talk, like we all know Sam likes to talk. And like I talk but not about like things like that. I'm not much of like a large kind of keep it to myself and then just get on with it really. I don't really talk like people like were there to talk to but that was I wasn't that sort of person. That makes sense. I suppose it's just like knowing that they are there to talk to in the first place, I suppose, that can make you feel a little bit better, even if you don't want to talk to them. It's the knowledge. Aspect, yeah, and like, because my friends, obviously, I was like at home, like, but I hadn't gone to uni or anything at this point. So my friends obviously knew, like, dad and knew like his lot. So whereas like Sam was at uni and obviously her friends wouldn't have known dad that much. My friends did, and they were all quite close to him and all like really, like liked him and like got on with him. So I think it was easier in that sense because they was just they like they were upset about it as well and they like kind of feel the pain at the same time if that makes sense yeah dreamy that's I think like your situation was so different from Sam's because you were at home and you kind of you lived it more like day to day do you think that you processed it more like as it was happening and that's probably why your way of coping with it now is just 
getting through everyday life like you did at the time. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because obviously Sam was away, so she wasn't part of it. Like, I was here, like, every day, so it was just, like, day-to-day. Like, I could, I saw him, like, changing quick, like, differently to how Sam would. Like, she might come back a few months, like, after a few months, and it all be completely different, whereas I was just there. Yeah, like, a, a bit more of a shock to Sam, I suppose. Yeah. Whereas for you, it became just like a part of your like normality, didn't it? Yeah, it was just for like that year, it was just how it was. So you kind of got a bit more used to it. Yeah, I totally get that, to be fair, because I, I imagine it is so different when you're living it day to day to when you're here and there, back and forth, like only getting bits and bobs. Because yeah. you just kind of get used to it, I suppose. You just kind of, you just live through it and get over, like, not get over it, but just yeah. get it just becomes, it becomes your normal earlier than it became Sam's normal, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, it's probably hard, like, obviously, because her friends didn't really, like, know Dad, so for her it's probably harder, like, they couldn't sympathise as much or, like, and so, whereas mine could because they, like, liked him, they all knew him for years, so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I get that. Like, you knew that if you did want to talk, that, then all of those people would understand, whereas Sam was very much. yeah. Like in a situation where the other people wouldn't really understand because they didn't know him. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I think there's probably an air of you also, Toe, being around mum a lot more during that time and seeing how mum coped with it. Do you think that would have rubbed off on you more? Because I was like so far away from it, so I didn't see you two just like coping and plodding through yeah probably because obviously if I'm it was obviously just me was it just me mum and dad here was Penny here where's Penny uni she was at uni yeah yeah, yeah. so obviously it's just me mum and dad so obviously there wasn't like a anyone else that had their different way of coping with it so obviously if, if like mum does that mum wasn't like a talk she like powers through like she just gets on with things so I feel like maybe like I kind of felt like I should do the same and I like, like that was the best way to deal with it. That makes sense. Obviously, yeah. like she did fine with that, and so far I'm doing fine with that. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. Did did um did your dad ever talk to you about it? Like, I suppose because you were with him every day. Like, did you did he ever speak to you about what was going to happen? And stuff? not really. I don't. I think I, I was kind of like oblivious to it. Like, I didn't really want to talk about it because I knew if you ever spoke about it, like I would just get upset. And obviously, I didn't want to get upset in front of him. So that was, I think if we did, it was always kind of like in a joke, like we'd all just laugh about something and make it not a serious conversation. Because, like, I think when you speak about it, it becomes more real. Yeah. It? But it's easier to, like, like, ignore the topic. Yeah, definitely. It's like when we, whenever we saw him in, like, seeing him in hospital or in the hospice, like, seeing him in that way obviously made it a lot more real. So, like, for you... Like day to day, you tried not to think about it, but then obviously going to the hospice and stuff made it way more real. I remember there was once when I think I don't think Sam was here. It was just me and like me and Penny went. It was after what is one of his operations, and me and Penny went to the hospital to see him. And obviously, like his face was like really swollen and just looked really sore. And like just seeing that that made it yeah. like that made it a lot more real. And that like that that got me upset. And I said, and like just just seeing it, it makes it so much more real, and that was that makes it so much harder. Yeah, it was it was the same for me because like I was in quite a lot of denial about it, really. Like, and I'm I'm the same now. I don't let myself get upset and think about it because I know that if I do, then I'll 
cry so like for day-to-day -day life I try not to but like I did the same when mum was unwell and it only really became real to me when she was in hospital with her broken back because one of the tumours had broken her back and it was only when that had happened that I was like oh my god like this is an actual yeah. thing like it's actually gonna happen. I think because as well dad was one of those people that he didn't want anyone to see to know that he was in pain kind of thing so he because he didn't want anyone else to be upset he would mask oh, his yeah. pain and just try like like you say to like make jokes and like at normal he would never complain and it's and because like I think we spoke about before me and you Kat is how like because usually like can, a lot of um stuff to do with cancer can be quite invisible and it's not until so that Toby must have been his like 14 hour operation right because I was at yeah, uni at the time I had an exam you so, yeah because I don't I don't remember seeing him after that operation but like once you then see there's actual physical harm being done then it's like oh yeah he's in pain but that is what they like you say he didn't like to show his pain but so obviously when we was in like, the hospital, I was like, oh, yeah, like it's fine. Like, but like, after that, such a long operation, he was just like, oh, like there's not, like, it's fine, like, I'm fine, I'm like, I'm okay. Yeah. What was um, like, what was it like being, having Dad at home all the time and, like, ill? Was it something that there was, it was, I mean, I don't really, I don't really know how to ask the question. Like, what was it, like, if you were coming home every day from school and having a poorly dad sat there at home or was it actually he was still trying to go about life quite normally uh, I think he tried to do obviously his normal things as much as he could but then obviously like he had like worse days than others but I think like it just became normal so I don't really like don't really know I can't really remember but yeah do you think that you're I mean because you're like you say you're unlike me you've not you you know you don't really sit down and talk about it a lot do you think that might be one reason that you don't remember much because you've not ever sat down and really thought back to it or do you think it's like your brain just trying to protect you from that time maybe a bit of both and the fact because obviously I feel like you were probably you were like a real daddy's girl, wasn't you? And you, I think you had more in common. So like the things you two used to do, yeah, I didn't really do with him. So I feel like it affected what you two used to do more than me. Do you know what I mean? Because you, you, like, you had like you'd go to the pub together, and like you would see that, but then you couldn't do that. Yeah, you're you're much more of a mummy's girl, to be fair. Aren't you? I think because I'm here, it just became part of like everyday life. Because it was like a year. It's quite a long time to just like become normal and obviously I was only like 16, 17. Yeah. It's not such a shock for you anymore, is it, when you're living it every day? Yeah. But Tobe, my question my question was more around your memory of it. So, because you've said quite a lot that you're like, oh, I just don't remember. But do you think that's because you've not ever since then sat down and thought back to it? Or do you think it's your brain just being like trying to protect you from the pain of the time? Probably I've never really sat and thought about it. Like... We've literally never sat like this and spoke about it ever in my life. And I don't like... So, yeah, I think it's probably more the fact that I like, haven't, like, really thought back to all that time. 
and spoken about it like properly. Did your have you had any friends try and sit down with you and ask you about it? Do your friends still ask you about it now? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Like I, they know I'm not like much of like a talker. So I don't really like. Unlike you, I'm not like an emotion, like an openly emotional person that talks about everything. So I think they like respect that. And they weren't, I don't know, they, they've always been good about it. They've not like, if I want to talk about it, they'll talk about it. They're more than happy to, because obviously, like I said earlier, like they liked that, that they had memories with him as well. So they're more than happy to talk about it if I wanted to. Yeah, I suppose they take lead from you, don't they? And like, if you're not really the type of person to sit and have a proper conversation about it, yeah. then they aren't going to force that <laughs> on you, are they? Not like we are now. <laughs> Toby, don't I try all the time? There's been so many times where I've literally sat there with Penny and Toby and like right let's talk about dad and then they go what, what are we going to talk about <laughs> and then I think we just like decide against it because it's so awkward yeah I remember you wanted to talk to me once some about it and I fell out with you we was on a dog walk do you remember basically we was on a dog walk and like it was all <laughs> I don't know why we walked dogs together because you don't even walk dogs but <laughs> <laughs> We were on a dog walk. I obviously thought this was my perfect opportunity to talk about death and Toby. <laughs> and then you were like, can we talk about it? And I was like, no. And you're like, oh, well, Penny won't talk to me about it. But I was like, well, neither will I. <laughs> and then you got really like, annoyed at me. And then we stormed off. I like stormed off and we had a big argument about it. And the dogs got really confused. Well, I will say as well, I actually, I remember. <laughs> dogs got really confused and we stormed opposite directions. Yeah, and then you didn't know where you'd go in, and you're like, Toby, I don't know where I'm going. Where I'd like just follow the path. And then... I remember that now you've said it. And so this is another thing as well that I really struggled with is because I really needed to talk about it. And like, you know, like I didn't have the friends at uni that were able, that I was able to talk to about it. So I was like, I needed you and Penny to be able to talk about it. And then when I got, I just didn't have anyone at home to talk to about it either yeah and so that was really difficult for me and I was just desperately trying to get you two to talk so that I had someone to talk to yeah I think with me when it's like things like this like whenever it's been anything like upsetting I remember like when our dog when our dog Kimmy died years ago I was like I didn't like (laughs) I remember getting told and trying not to cry because I was like like no one else is crying I can't cry and then it's like I feel like with, I'm very conscious of like everyone else and how like they was, like perceive me reacting. Do you know what I mean? So like I didn't want to. I don't know. It sounds really complicated, but does, that, does it make any sense at all? Or do I need to try explaining that more? Because I'm confused myself. I think I didn't want anyone to like judge how I reacted. So obviously if I spoke about it, I get upset. I didn't like getting upset in front of people. I just think because you, obviously you and Penny were older, I was the youngest one. I just felt like how I reacted. You, I think just I think it's like just anything in life, not just like reacting to things like this. Like if we went on a night out, like how I danced, you'd probably I feel like you'd like judge how I danced and judge. So it's like judging how I like do things. Does that make sense? So you like say like referring back to when your dog died again. Like you didn't want to cry in that situation because you didn't want to be the only person that got upset over that you didn't want to feel embarrassed that you were upset and nobody else around you was crying yeah so then like so then you're like, you've kind of like transferred that emotion then over to like dealing with stuff in the future because like you don't want other people to judge you for like not for like showing that you're upset about something 
Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And then, yeah, I just don't like being upset. I'd never like being upset in front of people. Yeah. It is, like, a really, like a really vulnerable thing to do, to be fair. Like, you know, like showing emotion like that, like, it's so hard. And especially when you're around people that don't know how to behave and somebody is crying in front of them and they're just kind of, like, patting them, like, you can can <laughs> Like, I'm, I, I was talking to Sam before because... She put up a post on the DPC podcast Instagram. Yeah, I saw that. that yeah, today that was like new Christmas t- tradition, having a cry. <laughs> and I was on the phone before and I was like, oh my God, like your post was so accurate today because I was at my Christmas due last night and literally you get like, get a bottle of Prosecco down me and there you are guaranteed at, at least one point during that night to find me crying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so bad. But I'm kind of even I still get embarrassed when I do that like today I sent out like apology text to people <laughs> being like I'm really sorry for crying last night like I'm really embarrassed but everybody comes back is always like oh my god cat like don't be stupid it's fine but I was like oh it's always so embarrassing when like you're at a party and everyone yeah. around you is having a great time you're sat on the table like <laughs> you're just in the corner blubbering away <laughs> Literally, it's I've done it, um, <laughs> it before where I can remember being in the sugar house at uni and um, I'd, I think like um, a song came on, it was Don't Look Back in Anger and that song just always makes me cry um, and I'd, I was crying but I didn't want, it was like quite, if, it must have been within the last couple of years because then I didn't want to stop anyone else's night so everyone was dancing in a big circle, like they like screaming, like don't look back in anger, like really happily. And I just joined in the circle, but I was just like crying and singing. <laughs> yeah, look <laughs> <laughs> back in anger. Dancing and crying, and everyone was just like, okay. I was like, just just carry on as normal. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happening here. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a great time, I promise. (laughs) So, did you, like, cry at the funeral or anything, Tobes? Yeah. Yeah, but not when I did my speech. No, I didn't didn't cry when I did my poem. I was so proud of Tobe because I didn't think... I mean, I always forget how funny Toby is. So I was like, I mean, I just just didn't know. I didn't know what to expect because I hadn't read your speech or anything before Tobe. Um, no, only mum did. Yeah, and yeah, you absolutely nailed it. But it was the first time that I really felt like Toby. I remember Toby like the first time that I was like Toby's like raw emotion was when Dad actually died. Um, so you <laughs> like tell us what happened on the night that he died. Oh God, yeah, we've like seriously digressed, haven't we? Yeah, please continue. Sorry. Um, well, I went out. I went to a party. <laughs> so it's my like that one of my best friends her eighteenth. I bought I bought a new outfit for it, and I was really excited to wear this outfit. And I was like, <laughs> I was sat at the hospice in like that like the day before on the nineteenth. And I was like, what do I do? Like, do I go? Just like, do I stay here? I was like, what if I go? Literally. And I was like, do I stay? Like, did we know at the time that that would be his last night? No, we knew it was coming. Or oh, he was one of them. Because I was like, if I go, go, and he dies when I'm not there, like that'd be real shit. But I was like, if I don't go, then he's still alive. I'd regret not going. Does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> makes total sense. <laughs> so in the end, I decided to go, and then 
I left early and then dad's best friend Adam picked me up from well I got a lift home and he picked me up from home and then drove me to the hospice at like one o'clock in the morning and drove me to the hospice so obviously because he was like dad's best friend he was there as well which obviously was probably quite nice for him to be there because they were quite they were really close yeah I mean I did make sure I had, I had to have a lot of bread and water before he picked me up yeah. <laughs> I, I was like in the bread like being covered like getting all the bread like I can't be drunk when I go <laughs> I, I can't walk up at the hospice really drunk <laughs> so <laughs> and obviously I got really drunk that night because obviously when this was all going on I was just like getting really drunk <laughs> so I had my bread had my water I was fine and this is where it might die. This is where it's different to Sam's story because she didn't know. She didn't say this in her part of the story. So obviously, her and Sam, her and Penny, Sam and Penny was in another room, and I got the bed next to Dad's bed. So and then obviously, Mum and Adam were on the chairs. And I think I'm pretty sure they're probably just up talking a lot of the time. And then I remember Mum just waking us up at like well, obviously when he died at like three thirty-seven. And then she ran into your room, woke you up, and then obviously we was all just stood around the bed. So had he died at this? Point? I think he was. I feel like he was just—he was just going. Yeah, like mum, mum woke us up when she when he was like a, like taking his like last like few breaths, you know, because like, they know when it's coming up. Yeah. So do you remember being stood around then, too? Yeah, we was all stood around the bed, or sat, or sat on that bed that I was on. I was all there for a while, just crying. Do you remember how long we stayed? And there. Uh, because I can't. No idea. So probably a while, because I, mean, I remember waiting out in the little, like, I remember, like, texting people and, like, ringing people when was in that little, like, the, whatever, what room was it? Like, the little... It was, like, a common area, wasn't <clears> there? The, yeah, the, um, I don't know what the room's called. Like, the hospice. But there's, like, chairs and that in the room. There was, like, the common area at the hospice. That's what you'd call it. That. Yeah, so I remember being in there for a little bit. That was after. Well, that was. And then wasn't that so? Because we we were in there. Because you were the last one out as well, weren't you? Out of Dad's room. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. That that broke my heart because I made the mistake of like looking back and watching you like say bye to him and oh my god, I that that broke me. It still does now. Tobe. Sorry. Oh, Tobe. Oh. Oh, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> He's only dead. <laughs> okay, I'm back. I'm back oh, in the room. This is me last night. <laughs> <laughs> I had a prosecco though, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I need. Yeah, maybe, mate. Get a bottle of Prosecco-Dine and you'll be in bloody hysterics. I've got one of Sam's massive champagne <laughs> bottles downstairs. Yeah, there you go. That'll do, that'll do the trick. But all Sam's alcohol. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm back. I'm in the room. Let's go. <laughs> right, so so who was the who was, who were you calling and texting then after Dad died? <laughs> like your friends and stuff? Yeah, Megan. I think it was mainly Megan and Hannah. So obviously those like the closest ones, and then how did you find that? Because isn't isn't it the weirdest thing like texting people afterwards and being like they're dead? 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of expecting it because I think when I was at that party, I was like, Dad's basically dying right now. Yeah. So I think they cut. They was kind of like. Uh, they must have all been pissed as well. Uh, they probably didn't made it to the morning. I don't think they would have like responded to the morning. Um, but yes, yeah, so I think it's mainly just Megan and Hannah. And then obviously I had to like when I was with I was with Joe at the time when I so I told him as well. So how was how was that? How did like how was how was Joe with that? Did was he quite a good person? Did he help you deal with it? Did he talk to you about it? Like, did it change your relationship after that? Yeah, I would say so. Not like straight away, but like in the like in like the years after. I think for me it did. At the time, I don't think I just don't think he knew how to handle it. Like we'd only been together like a month, nearly two months. So it's obviously all very new. Yeah, I don't think he. He didn't know how to handle it. Obviously, I didn't know how to handle it. So I think that was difficult. But then, yeah, like after that, I think it probably changed things. Because I was, I was very much, I didn't like to waste time. <laughs> like I didn't like, so I was like, if I want, like, in regards to like, see, like doing things and seeing him, I was, I was like, I don't want to waste time. Like if we can see each other and it's like planned. Like I don't know, it's quite hard to explain, but I was, just, I was like, we're wasting time, like we can't waste time. And I think that did annoy him. But, you know, shit happens, eh? I literally totally get it because I was in a relationship when my mum died. And I I think it puts a massive underlying strain on those relationships. And, like, for me, it was more... I felt like I wasn't the same person that they were in a relationship with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I felt like I changed and, like, and I felt because my life had completely changed I felt like that relationship couldn't continue the way that it was because my life had changed so much how could that stay normal yeah I think for me because in my like to me at the time like Joe and like my dad were very similar like they're both mm. obviously like they both like played rugby like they both say it's like the same position they had the same birthday Aww. like Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com Let's get this dinner party started. And they're both like bigger, like bigger builds. So like a dad hug was like, obviously not the same as like a Joe hug, but that was like the next best thing. Yeah, you end up kind of relying on them a lot, don't you? Yeah, so I think, I think I did obviously like 
rely on Joe and like depend on him a lot more after that. And that was obviously not ideal, but yeah, no, I uh, I totally get I totally get what you mean. Like, I I don't know how anybody actually stays in a relationship kind of long. Like, I can't imagine ever staying with somebody that I experienced that with forever because I feel like it changes you so much as a person like yeah. even if even without even without really noticing like I don't know I think I think relationships have have to be so incredibly strong to overcome the years after something like that happens because it's such a huge life change yeah I do think as well we have to remember the age that we all are when that happens and I think naturally you change so much in those years anyway. Yeah, true. Yeah, I was only 17. Yeah, that I just think I just think it's so mad to that you were 17. It <laughs> happened. Yeah. You know. I was insane. So young. I think I... Like, obviously, Sam and Penny aren't that much older, but they're older. So then, like, to me, it was like they have extra time. Yeah. So I'm I'm in the same situation as you, Tobes, where my brothers are all a lot older than me. Yeah. So my brothers are seven years and nine years older than me. So afterwards, like even now, I'm still I'm still jealous. Like I don't, I don't think you can help it. Like I think like for you, it must be like hard because he missed like your 18th birthday and stuff like that. And it's I do think it's hard not to be like I'm so jealous of like my sibling who got to celebrate that birthday or that event like for example my brother got married like yeah a month before my mom died and I'm, I'm so jealous that she was there yeah I think, yeah I got you mean it's just like oh yeah so it wasn't many like it's not many years between me and you is it Sam so but even them years obviously you're such a, like you were like a daddy's girl like, everyone knows it so I think like you did a lot more with him and had a lot more like quality time yeah, I think it's because as you get older, you naturally become closer to your parents as well, especially if, like, Sam was old and she could go out to the pub and stuff. Yeah. Like, it just, that just, like, naturally occurs, I suppose, sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I didn't, obviously I was only 17, so I couldn't drink anyway, but I wasn't much of, like, a no. big drinker, whereas, obviously, Sam was, and... Yeah. <laughs> still is and obviously so was dad so like obviously they had alcohol in common <laughs> mm, yeah <laughs> and I couldn't like I couldn't do that because obviously when I was 17 and two didn't really like it <laughs> yeah I mean I will say as well too like um when you say like you know it's not many years but you feel like we got more time I mean it's def- I know that it's definitely a feeling that me and Penny have said to each other like that we're we're like oh you know Toby had like we we like we feel like sad for you that you didn't get as many years I mean and I think it's like I mean it's similar in the way that obviously not on the same scale I always used to get really sad for you because you didn't have as many proper Christmases that we yeah, did. I get sad about that as well <laughs> you know because like I mean, obviously as soon as like I find out that Santa's not real like I probably just told you straight away. Um, so you probably had, like, three Christmases, like, proper Christmases. Yeah, probably. Um, you ruined her trap. Yeah, thanks, Sam. <laughs> it's not her life. It can't have been. 
been easy being the youngest sibling of me and Penny, well, especially because like, I mean, yeah, it's complicated, but um, but Tim, do you think because I mean, you're closer to you're close to mum now, but were you close to mum at the time? And do you think it's do you think dad dying has changed your relationship with mum? Uh, I was yeah, I was close to mum. Obviously, she took me everywhere. She was one that always took me to football and stuff. Like she had no choice, but <laughs> so, yeah, because I've always been like a mummy's girl. I've always been like I was, I was like close with mum. And yeah, we like, obviously we were close, but I think obviously now, obviously you're not here, Penny's not here, Dad's not here, so it's just me and mum. Yeah, you're a proper little twosome, aren't you? Double trouble. That's what it is. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Especially with your bloody cross together as well, you little nusses. Yeah, so I think obviously I think we have got probably got closer, and we are very similar. So obviously I spent so much time with her, and then I think I just feel like you've obviously like your coping mechanisms are obviously just like very similar. So you, you kind of just like both of you just kind of go through life, and like you're definitely on the same wavelength, and like you use exercise as a way to kind of. Probably it probably is a way to deal with your grief without you consciously using it for that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We <laughs> we both always at the gym every day, and I think that's yeah. that helps us just get on with it. So obviously, when you're at the gym, you're not thinking about anything apart from what you do at the gym. Exactly. Whereas if you're at home and not doing anything, that's when you're more likely to be like upset. Yeah, and that exercise and that releases like good endorphins in your body, so then you're like. You can't really be that sad after exercise. Yeah, totally. Because, like... I mean, I beg to differ. <laughs> That's you, Sam. <laughs> I've definitely been sad after a few exercise classes. i tell you that. Depends on whether you're trying to bloody train for a Spartan race or not, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is definitely conducive to sadness. <laughs> bloody anyone that saw me one of those days where I, I literally... So it was a proper sunny day. I was doing a run down the canal and I just was crying the whole way. <laughs> and people were supposed to be like, oh, just was really hate running. And I did. I was crying. Oh, God. That's funny. Anyway. Yeah. Um, um, I know obviously like, you haven't spoken to that many people about it and stuff anyway, but is there anything that anybody's ever said or anything anybody's ever done for you that's made you like really appreciate like made you think kind of differently about the situation or like helped you a bit like gave you some advice that you think has helped you deal with like, the grief and stuff I looked at this question when Sam sent me it earlier and I was like I was like I don't know I was like what do I say to this one um I honestly don't really know because I don't talk to that many people about I don't talk about it that often yeah I think so it's not really like has anyone ever given you any good advice at all or are you just like no one speaks well, no, they, they probably have but nothing like stand out it's always just like the you know you just get like your bog standard responses don't you yeah oh they're still here they're still looking over you oh, fuck off and it's like oh they'll be so proud of you and yeah like obviously that obviously makes you feel like better like but Everyone says that. So there's nothing like stand out, I don't think. I had I had to literally stop someone yesterday 
from saying he'd be so proud and she went because he would and I was like don't you dare say those words <laughs> <laughs> it just is just standard isn't it standard go-to yeah it's classic I mean like you say it's not it just like plagues everything that you do then mm. yeah and it's also like, yeah, maybe they would be so proud of me, but I'd rather they were bloody here to tell me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, doesn't doesn't make doesn't like make much use me thinking no. that oh mum's so proud. She can't probably tell me. Or you'd anyway. rather be here and not be proud of you. Like <laughs> Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather have no prospects but have my mum here than be living the life I do now. I was just thinking, where's she going to go with it? She's going to piss off something. <laughs> Tope, I have a question because we spoke to a few people about this. Um, so obviously when you started university, dad was already dead. Yeah. Was was it something that when you went to uni, you told people? Was it in your, was it, what I mean, was it your fun fact on your icebreaker session? Like how was that approaching new people and new people finding out? <laughs> Uh, I think I don't know. My, well, obviously, when I told people, it was always more about like my A levels. So I was always because obviously it all happened in year when I was in year twelve. Yeah. When they, well, he died when I was in like the Christmas of year thirteen. So I was like, I wasn't going to go. I wasn't going to do my A levels that year. I was like, I'm going to redo the year, and then. Yeah, so I wasn't going to go to uni, like, when I was meant to. Because, obviously, all this happened and I missed, like, I just didn't do well in sixth form. I'm not academic, so I didn't do well in sixth form. So, that last year, I kind of, like, sacked off, like, doing anything. Yeah. And then I kind of, like, just got a bit behind in all my work because I think I kind of used it as an excuse not to do work because I didn't... Yes, girl, <laughs> I didn't like work. <laughs> so... <laughs> And then I like I got I did all my UCAS I applied for uni, but then I was like I wasn't going to do well in my A levels that year, so I was like I'll redo the year, and then like just go to uni like a year after as like should have done, like redo the year get good A levels, but then I got an unconditional, so I was like didn't have to do, I didn't do my exams so I've still got no A levels. <laughs> But obviously now I've got a degree, so it's fine. That's so interesting. <laughs> How funny. I remember being on the phone to Toby and Toby being like, I've got an unconditional offer to uni. And I was like, obviously, I was so proud and amazing. So she was like, so I'm, I'm just going to stop providing. I'm not going to do my A-level exams. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like you should really just continue to do your A-levels though, Toby. She was like, I'd already been pulled out of them. <laughs> she was like, no, I'm not going to do them. So she just didn't do her own. Who needs that unnecessary stress? Is that, and I was meant to finish like my BTEC sport, but I didn't even finish that because I, I just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> so my year 13 was very, very easy. Didn't really do anything after Christmas. Bit of a, bit of a year out, really. I suppose you needed that, though. Yeah, it was quite nice. Yeah, I still went into sixth form, but I just didn't do my lessons. Still very social. <laughs> yeah, just went to be social. So, yeah, obviously... So then, like, I suppose your dad came up then in conversations about your A-levels and that, so you'd just be like, oh, my dad died. Yeah, so it was always like, 
obviously when you go to uni everyone always talks about like your A levels and what you've done before and I was like yeah I wasn't even meant to come to uni this year was so like I just like got no unconditionals and like told them the whole story so that's how it came up in conversation so it's kind of like a yeah it was like, like a laughable situation because I didn't have any A levels yet here I am at uni yet teachers like yeah. preach to you about how you need A levels and then mm. I'm like no you don't <laughs> Well, so, I mean, I wouldn't go around saying to people you don't need A-levels because, I mean, it's either you get A-levels or a parent dies. So... Well, yeah, I mean, that's true. Go around to year 11s be like, look, you don't need A-levels, you just got to kill off a parent. It's fine. But also, my teachers were all, like, did all my uni stuff for me as well. So, obviously, it was all before Christmas, like, when you have to do all your U- oh, yeah. to all, like, UCAS. And they wrote my personal statement for me. So I wasn't very literate anyway, as you can probably tell. So <laughs> they just, like, they basically just applied for uni for me. And that's probably the only reason I got an unconditional, because I didn't do it myself. So, like, this is something that we've talked about a lot as well, right? When you told people, were you kind of, were you, like, apprehensive about being known as the girl who's got a dead dad? Not really, no. Because I think when you go to uni, like, everyone's got a story, aren't they? They're like, it's not. It's like a but uni's like so much bigger than like sixth form and like college and that. So I'll say probably at six oh, like yeah, at sixth I form I probably that. was like that person, but at uni, yeah, yeah, because it would be different for you because obviously Sam and I, we were a collegiate uni, so our uni experience was a bit like a glorified college experience, I suppose, wasn't it, Sam? Mm, very much so. So like you're more you're more likely to have like labels I suppose than you are at like a normal uni where it's much more spread yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I was just like every, your uni, like everyone knew everyone. Like my uni, like yeah. you knew people on your course, or just like you didn't you didn't even know half the people there. Like you didn't even know quarter. Like you knew very little in like in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, that makes complete sense. So like considering everything through and, and that. Do you think that it's changed the way that you go about your life now and, like, your attitude towards it? Because I know you mentioned it previously, like, with doing that. Uh, yeah, I would say in a sense, yeah. Because I just kind of, like, you, like, you've got to do what, like, you like doing. So, like, yeah. Like if I didn't like, like, my last job, I didn't like it. I was like, I'm not going to stay in a job I don't like at the age of 21. Like, there's no point yeah. in that. And then I think... Yeah, I think it has. Probably more, like, it's probably one of the things where you don't realise it has, but it, like, does. If that makes sense. Like, you don't, it's just, like, subconscious. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, I get that. Do you, like, do you kind of wish that you spoke about it more? Or, like, do you think it'll ever come back to, like, bite you in the arse a bit you know because they say like people that don't speak about it might they, it might come back yeah um them when they're old you know what I mean yeah I know what you mean it's, I think obviously there's always that potential and I do sometimes I do think that like obviously because I haven't really uh, unlike some I didn't like talk about it don't like go over it so there's always that side like because yeah. I've just like got on with it and just like literally just got on with life and powered through like there's always an aspect yeah. but I think also it would have been nice probably would have been nice to talk about it more but I'm, 
I wasn't that sort of person. So I couldn't have really changed who I was mm. and it wouldn't have sat comfortably with me, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally, yeah. Do you think you'd like to talk about it more now, though? Or do you still find it as uncomfortable now? I just don't know what I'd talk about now. In all honesty, I don't know what what would be said. Does that make sense? No, not really. I'm going to have a domestic. No, 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 I'm not, no, sorry, I'm not saying it in a, I'm just, I'm just interested to know your thinking. Yeah, no, I just don't, I don't know, I just don't know what there would be to say. But I like, to, I like, I like talking about dad and like, this, like, stories and like what we've done, like, what we did like, of each other and like the stories and like that. memories and that. Mulling, like, going over, like, the death, whether it wouldn't, I don't really see where that's going to get me. I don't know if that's just because of how I've dealt with it so far, like, just got on with it. Like, do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I think it's just so interesting how different we are because, for me, going over and over, the situation has helped me. Yeah, you are very, like, you you are a communication kind of guy, and I'm... I'm not, and I think that's obviously like what we said, like me being around Bum a lot. Like she's obviously she like her yeah. dad died when she was so she like had to like power through that as well because she was like the oldest like in her family to deal with it. So I think that's obviously how she now deals with things now, and that's clearly how I yeah will deal with things just because I'm just such a mummy's girl and she was that's just rubbed off off on me. So do you, so do you and your mum not talk about it at all then? Really? No. Never. It does not get mentioned. No, we don't like we'd say like things about that and stuff, but we won't go over the like stuff like this. We won't go into detail or go over like the sad times. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. To me that's quite sad though. Like do you not ever have a day where you just feel really sad about it and want to just like talk about it? No. If I ever get sad I just cry to myself in my room when I go to bed. But well, I suppose it's 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 different because you wouldn't be like, you wouldn't go to mum for like comfort, you know. Whereas maybe if you had someone there, maybe if maybe if there was someone else there that was that person, it could be a comfort. Then it might be different. I don't know. Yeah, like, I think sometimes if I almost like do talk, like, I talk to my friends about it sometimes. If I'm like upset about it, but I don't know. I don't. I don't really think. Like, I try not to like. I don't really think about it that much. Interesting. Well, obviously, I think about it, but I don't think about the sad bits that as much as I think Sam probably does. Yeah. Well, I I'm the same. Where like in day to day life, I I will not let myself dive into it in my head too much. Like if I if I sit and think my mum's dead and I'm never going to see her again, and I let myself feel that, then I get really upset. Yeah. So in my day to day life, I I do I block it out. Um. Which I think is why when I've had a drink, I kind of let it all come out even more. But I do, I do talk about it sober a lot as well. Like I do try and open up a little bit more when I'm not drinking. But it is, it is a really difficult thing to do because you are, you put, you're putting yourself through pain to sit and think about it. Like, and your brain doesn't want you to do that. I think your brain like tries to stop you from putting yourself through that. I think. Yeah, I think like even obviously like this week, like Sam's. Like Sam's obviously like on that Instagram post said about how it's hard for her and how she's like upset about it all. And obviously she's the other side of the world, so it probably is a bit different to me just being at home. Yeah. But 
I'm not like, I'm not thinking about it. Like I'm not getting up, get upset yet. Like Thursday, I'll probably be like a bit upset, but I'll be at work, so I won't be thinking about it. So yeah, I don't I don't give myself time to get upset about it. But like like I said, I just power on and yeah, I get, that. get on with it. Which is very probably alien to Sam because that's not how she does it. I mean, it it gets to me, it gets to me subconsciously though as well. Even if I don't actively think about it, especially this time of year. Yeah. What do you find? Half eating more biscuits. <laughs> no, I've not had a single biscuit. You don't. They don't. They don't do biscuits here, apart from Tim Tams, and it's chocolate, so it'll melt. Really? I did eat a lot of Pringles. I've had four biscuits today. Yes, girl. Only rich tea. Yeah, but as as Amy Fleur once said, rich tea are basically vegetables. <laughs> so true. There's that. There's only like there's actually like forty seven calories in one. So exactly, it's like eating half a banana. Exactly. <laughs> Preach, Amy. Yeah, go on, Amy Fleur. <laughs> out there for the Bruce Bog trotters and all. Yeah, Toby. Before we go on to like the last question. Um, just because I'm conscious mm-hmm. that we didn't really get much of your story, can you just give us a brief um, overview of of like your whole like journey with it from, or like what actually happened with Dad from the beginning? Yeah, just like a brief overview of like when it happened, what happened, how long it went on for. Okay, I'm not very good at like I don't really know like the actual like dates and the times and stuff. Just tell us, like, from your perspective, like, so, just tell us a story, because people won't have, might not have listened to my episode as well, so. Well, they definitely should. Everyone listen to all of the episodes. <laughs> Go on, <girl>. um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> Yeah, and I'll say hostel. Host, what is it? What? Hospice. Your dad was not staying in a hostel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say hospice, not hostel, so. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> I hope I've said hospice like in this whole time. You, when you go back on it, you're going to check out and said hostel. You Lord knows what I said. You definitely said hostel. I'll be worried. Right, okay. So, um, yeah, he got diagnosed with throat cancer. I want to say like September of the 2013 and then he had his radio and like chemotherapy and that which went on for a few months and then honestly I don't know when he had his like I'm really bad at like knowing when his operations were because he had a few operations um so I don't know if he had an operation that first bit or not but it it went and they thought it had gone because they called it early and they was all like real hopeful but then like a few months later it had like come back and yeah obviously like when it comes back it's like worse than before isn't it so then they had I think that's when they had like more of the operations uh, but yeah we obviously lost like loads of weight in that time and like I had I was like on all sorts of medication and everything mm. Um. Yeah, so then obviously when it was terminal, obviously that was like shit, like that was like horrible as it would be for anyone. But that was like probably like the hardest part. So at, at the beginning of it, they were like, oh, like we've caught it. The doctors think they've caught it early, like it's all going to be okay. And yeah. dad being dad, it was always real hopeful. 
So it's always like, it's going to be fine. Like, dad's a fighter. Like, dad just, like, gets on with things. Nothing phases him because he was just, like, this big man that nothing could, like, do him harm. Yeah, like he like he was a morsel. Yeah, like, that was literally, like, how, like, we saw him. Yeah. So, obviously, then, when you find out it's terminal, you're like, okay, <laughs> this is getting a lot more, it got, like, a lot more real. Yeah. And a lot. Oh, shit, this is serious. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, like, he, he can't beat this anymore. This is, this is it. But then, obviously, like, um, we all, he said, like, he wanted to, like, if he wanted to do things, like, we all got to choose, like, one thing we wanted to do. And I, at that time, I was, like, had, like, a massive thing for, like, volcanoes, and I, like, love volcanoes. Oh, yeah. And I found them, like, real interesting. So I was like, I want to see a volcano. And also I thought, that's not going to happen. Like, we can't go see a volcano, because, one, I don't know where any are. And, two, like, Dad's ill. He's, like, dying. He can't go on holiday. He, like, can't get on a plane and do all this. But then, like, I remember coming back from six form one day and it was he'd like been into town been to like the travel agents and he was like oh yeah like we're going to where do we go Lanzarote yeah it's one of the things I was like you just don't like didn't couldn't believe it because it was like I love a holiday as it is so to get like a net like a holiday like the like it'd be like, like our last holiday sort of thing yeah so obviously that was really nice it was it was it was hard going on hard, like doing that holiday. Because obviously, like, it was going to be the last one. Yeah, like being aware that like every moment, like you won't get that again. Yeah, and obviously, like he like was obviously getting like fairly ill at this point. So, like his dressings, like around his neck, like they had to keep getting changed, and then. He couldn't do, like, what, like, obviously, the holidays before that, he was like, always real active and, like, first one just doing anything. But obviously, that yeah. wasn't the case this time. So it was, it was a lot more relaxed and it was just nice yeah. just to spend that time together. Oh. Yeah, it was, isn't it? Because you see him, like, we could, like, see him in pain on that holiday. Yeah. And obviously, when we was going up these volcanoes, it was, like, a long bush journey, which is obviously, like, not ideal for a man that's dying, is it? Going on a long bus journey up a volcano. So he was like, "Fuck it, if it erupts, I've got nothing to lose." <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the down with me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a nice holiday. Got a good tan as well. So every every cloud and all that. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that you guys did that and had such a good time. Yeah, I, I was real glad it could happen, like, it happened. Yeah, it's so important, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it was so nice. Wow. Yeah, we did We did quite a lot of stuff, didn't we, in those last few months? Yeah, because we yeah. came up to see you, didn't we, as well, so I went to the zoo. Was that another thing, or was that just another time? Yeah, that was a thing, because that was, um, yeah, Dad loved that zoo. That's now been closed down, because apparently it was um, really bad to the animals. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. So then, and then, so that was the last few months. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and like we got like yeah, because after that, after doing that, he couldn't really. Obviously, there wasn't he wasn't probably fit enough to do anything else. No, obviously, then he was in there. That holiday probably nearly killed him. Probably, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So then after that, he was 
I don't know how long he's actually in the hospice for. It was a while. I can't remember. It was a while because I remember you like going to visit him and then just like last place. Obviously, it was in Mansfield and I used to play football near there, so I'd go straight after football and see him. And then, and obviously, we got free biscuits at the hospice, so always a bonus. We all love a biscuit. That's always what I say to people. I always caveat that when I'm like, oh yeah, the hospice is really shit, but we've got loads of free biscuits and hot chocolates. Oh. To be fair, we had some good. We had some good times at that hospice. Yeah, didn't we? It was quite funny because you have to make you have to make it funny. Do you have any um, yeah specific memories or stories from then? <laughs> when there's that wheel, so there's like the wheelchair in Dad's room. You know, off Little Britain. I love this story. Lou and Andy. Yeah, and you and Penny would be Lou and Andy. We just push each other around. And you actually, you actually <laughs> I love that. if you follow me on Instagram, everyone, there's a, there is a picture. Of, like a comparison oh, of Lou and Andy. <laughs> yeah, there's a picture like Sam and Penny compared to Lou and Andy. So Toby Vids, double S on that. Uh you'll see it. <laughs> I'm trying to promote I'm just trying to promote myself. I just need more followers. <laughs> <laughs> I need more likes, everyone. That's the only re- hey Toby, you can't use your dead dad to get likes. <laughs> <laughs> She can use her dad to do whatever she wants. Sam. No, I'm joking. But I'm fucking queen of it. I am. Um, you can't make yeah. the most of a bad situation. Remember, tape. Oh, I've just seen. I've just seen this picture. It's so funny. Yeah, it's horrendous. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? And then um, on the playing the the dead parent thing to get more likes. I used to do that all the time. Like if I ever tagged my dad in a status or something. It would get way more likes than not. You, yeah, especially on Facebook, like you just tag dad and you're like, you sorted. Yeah. You, you face, you're Facebook famous, like every single post you've ever done. <laughs> just, just tag him in everything. It's not even relevant, but anyway, ladies. Um, if you don't mind, I'm gonna finish it on the last question. That's fine. So, from your experience. What would you say to other people that have gone through something similar? Oh, um, just I don't know. Like everyone handles things differently, so don't feel like don't feel pressured to handle it a certain way just because someone else deals with something one way. Like, like you got to do you. I think at the end of the day, yeah. And like if one if you like find it easier to if you talk about it talk about it if you don't talk about it don't talk about it but you just gotta find what works for you and it won't you won't happen straight away like it's like obviously with sam that didn't happen straight away she was she was a mess <laughs> so <laughs> yeah she threw shoes at people like <laughs> don't don't throw shoes at people that's not cool <laughs> They go, Sam, don't confuse at people. <laughs> That's some really valuable information to take with you, everybody. Do not confuse at people. If you take one thing from this podcast, make sure it's that. <laughs> Nobody wants to be hit with a trainer, okay? <laughs> no, it, I don't ever think it was heels. It's heels that Sam throws. Who's throwing, who's throwing trainers? You've got to go straight. You know, it was like a proper wooden <laughs> heel as well. You know, them big ones that everyone used to have. Oh. Good, yeah. Yeah. 
not great. I think maybe it's probably helped that we've had a little discussion. Do you know what I mean? Like, we don't really talk about things. So, obviously, you said that you felt sorry for me not having that extra time. And then, obviously, now you know that's how I felt as well. So, I think I've learned things about each other. So, if you do just talk as well, kids. If you want to talk, talk. And if and if you don't, let the person know. Yeah, but do it nicely. Not don't throw shoes. Just let them know nicely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, thank you. I am um, really appreciate you coming onto the podcast, girl. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks. Your dad would be so proud. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're good. You're proud of that one, aren't you? Oh, I am. Your mum would be proud of that. Oh, thanks, hon. She's up there waving about. She's a girl. You are funny. She's she's laughing away. Yeah, she's going. Thank you very much, girls. Love you. Bye. So, go on then. Tell us a joke. Well. Where does a dog go when it loses its tail? <laughs> I've no idea. The retail store. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I have never heard that one before. That's amazing. What? What do you call a man with no shins? I don't know. Tony. <laughs> what do you call a man with a seagull on his head? Oh, I know this one. Uh, come on. What is it? Cliff. Cliff. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Hey, Sam, did you hear about that restaurant on the moon? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, it's got great food, but no atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I thought that we could do this all day. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's DPC podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have and have found some comfort in the stories that you've heard today. If you've resonated with anything we've said, have any questions or want to get involved please do contact us we're on instagram it's at dpc podcast you can email us on dpc at hotmail.com or we have a contact form on our website www.dpcpodcast.co.uk we have a whole bunch of resources over on our website more information about dealing with grief losing a parent and professionals to contact if you should need it Because as Kat so eloquently said in our first podcast, we're not providing healthcare, we're just chatting (laughs) If you think this podcast could help someone, then we would love for you to share it. We upload new podcasts every week, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Loads of love from Sam and Kat. See See you next Tuesday. Nailed it. Nailed it. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.